This is Sheffield Live. Begbie's Trainer is an independent business rescue and recovery specialist. If your business has financial challenges requiring professional insights and solutions, Begbie's Trainer can help. We provide advice designed to help people and companies deal successfully with debt and financial problems. And wherever possible, we will find the best solution that allows for active steps towards financial recovery. Begbie's Trainer is an independent business rescue and recovery specialist. We're committed to providing a rapid and responsive service based on in-depth experience, professionalism and independent specialist expertise. Contact our Sheffield office on 0114 285 9500 or visit begbiz We're open for business life. Good morning. It's just after nine o'clock. It's Friday the 5th of August 2016. My name is Jamie Veach. I'm a presenter for today's Business Live radio show. We're broadcasting as ever on 93.2 FM, Sheffield Live and SheffieldLive.org across Sheffield and the world. And this programme will also be available as a podcast later from the Sheffield Live website. Talking about podcasts, there are a whole range of treats in store on the Sheffield Live website. For instance, if you want to hear what Lee Brammel, Deputy Leader of Sheffield City Council, has to say about the raft of China investment into the city centre, then you could go to the Communities Live programme on the the Sheffield Live podcast section and download the show from last Wednesday when there was an in-depth interview with Lee Brammel. You can also find a whole host of exciting music from rock to reggae, Northern Soul, Motown, Folk, and much, much more. But what you really want to know right now is what's coming up in today's programme, and we have treats in store for you. We have Jackie Hewitt-Main, who's the founder and chief executive of the, found, of the Cascade Foundation, and Dale Easter, who's been a beneficiary of support from the Cascade Foundation. And the foundation itself um, has developed an innovative and multi-sensory approach to teach and to support people with dyslexia, head injuries or other learning difficulties. We also have RJ Endeavour from fitness instructor to tech wizard. He'll be talking about the development of a new app for fitness and much, much more. But before we turn to today's exciting guests, what's going on in business and social enterprise? Well, the Bank of England has cut interest rates, taking the base rate to a new low of 0.25%. This, of course, was the first cut in interest rates since March 2009, and it's the lowest interest rate since the foundation of the Bank of England in the 19th century. Um, How welcome it is is going to depend on your financial situation. Um, The bank also announced a new round of quantitative easing, pumping money into the economy to buy government bonds. So it's the first reduction for seven years. It's a clear sign that the bank wants to ward off the prospect of a recession by easing monetary policy. It'll spark hopes among retailers that consumers might save less and spend more. And, um, and of course, for pensions and for savers, the, uh, the rate cut is uh, not good news. For, um, for business borrowers, it could well be good news. For mortgage holders, it could be good news too. So, um, meanwhile, 100 jobs look like they've been saved at the Department for Business, Innovation and Skills Office in Sheffield, as the government has backtracked on plans to move all of those jobs to London. 
Uh, back in uh, January, the government confirmed that 250 jobs would go from that department in Sheffield. But it's been announced that following the reshuffle, um, 100 jobs are going to be transferred to the Department of Education office here in Sheffield. 70 jobs are still reportedly at risk. The shortlist for the, the host city of the Great Exhibition of the North was announced last week and Sheffield is one of two Yorkshire cities which made the cut. Sheffield and Bradford were both shortlisted to host the Great Exhibition of the North in 2018. And Matt Hancock, who's Minister of State for Digital and Culture, announced that alongside Sheffield and Bradford, Blackpool and Newcastle Gateshead would be in the running. And the Community Business Fund is currently open for applications. Um, it's a £10 million fund. It's open until the 31st of August. There'll be another application window open in October. If you're running a community business that needs funding for a business development project to make your organisation more sustainable, then you might like to consider an application. Um, the Community Business Fund describe community businesses as shops, pubs, farms, call centres or many, many other types of business too. They say that what they have in common is they're accountable to their community and that the profits that they generate deliver positive local impact. If you want to find out more about the fund, then go to thepowertochange.org.uk and then click on What is Community Business, where you can find the funding criteria and, of course, crucially, how to apply for the funds. So it's always worth mentioning that if you're listening to this programme and there's something you think we should be talking about, then you can get in touch. All you need to do is email jamie at sheffieldlive.org, send a text message to 07904 272 200, find Sheffield Live on Twitter, or find me, Jamie Veach, on Twitter as well. Whether you're starting or running a business or a social enterprise, whether you're an employer or an employee, we're always keen to hear from you. So let's turn now to our guests of today, and I'm delighted to welcome all three of our guests to the studio. So we have Jackie Hewitt-Main of the Cascade Foundation, we have Dale Easter, we have RJ Endeavour. Good morning, all. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning. Jamie. Good morning. Yes, thank you. And how are you all? I'm very well, thank you. I'd like to say thank you for having us, actually. This is really nice to be able to talk about our project to people Super. In, the, in this area, so it's amazing. Thank you. Well, thank us. you for coming in. And, and let's start then, Jackie, okay. with you, if, if we may. Because the Cascade Foundation, I've given a, a tiny little bit of information about uh, your innovative multi-sensory approach to te teach and support people with dyslexia and head injuries and other learning difficulties and disabilities as well. Now, yes. how did it all start? Well, it started, it would be 17 years August, when my son had a car accident and he had head injury. And he became quite violent, quite aggressive. And my fear was that he was going to end up in prison. Now, at the time, there was no research on head injury in prisons. The only research I could find was actually in American prisons. And that showed 100% of men on death row had head injuries. 
that's terrifying. It panicked me. It absolutely panicked me. So I started looking at a way to teach my son, which was back in the 1920s, and it was multi-sensory. So I used to take my son down to the seafront, because I am from Essex, and we used to go down the seafront, and I used to write in the sand, and then the water used to wave, and then the water used to go down again, because you were reinforcing learning in a completely different way. And that's what actually helped my son. And so you saw the actual direct impact of this yes. approach in terms of it helping your son. Yeah, it helped my son, but also it helped me because I wasn't diagnosed with dyslexia till I was 40. No, indeed. So, and it was actually playing with the sand, playing with water, playing with anything that actually started reinforcing all this different learning. And I was retaining the information. And so up until the age of 40, before you knew you were dyslexic, yes. you'd faced all the challenges that everyone with dyslexia faces without yes. knowing why. No, and, and it was so frustrating because I was such a great entrepreneur. I could make so much money, but then when it came down to writing the business plans and business, I couldn't do that until computers came along. Yes. And then all of a sudden I found the software to start sort of speaking to me, talking to the machines... And I understood I was very clever at what I can do. So tell me a little bit then about your entrepreneurial history before 40. What were you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I've had so many businesses. Um, I actually started off with like sandwich rounds. Yeah. Um, Back of the car, selling. I had children with me as well. Then I actually opened up my own health food store. I imported and manufactured from America all these ancient grains. Um, So that's one of the reasons I've come to Doncaster as well, because I'm very still interested about growing these different grains, these ancient grains. Um, Every business that I could do, I was interested in. Um, But it was the the fact is a lot of the business people that was there to help me didn't understand how to work with me because I don't just have one idea. I have about five that, that all comes together. So you'd be sitting in front of a business advisor who <laughs> thinks they're seeing you about seeing you about one idea and they're seeing you about five. Yes, yeah. and that, that froze everybody because you can't have five ideas and then people would walk out the room and say, Jackie, we can't do it, you're doing a heading. But I could see, and this is exactly the same with when I've read, you know, Richard Branson's books. You know, yes. Richard Branson had the same idea. He'd go into a meeting and have five ideas and people would be thrown because then he didn't understand profit and loss sheets, which is exactly the same with me. I could see the business. I could see how to change it, how to work with it and, and you know, what is wrong and change it. Problem solving is easy. But it's like I couldn't always get it down on paper. Mm. People couldn't understand. Indeed, indeed. So, um, so I started up my um, charity, Yep. which was uh, in 2013. Yes, so mm. so from your from working with your son and, yes. and piloting this approach, yes. you, you then moved to formalising. Yes, in terms I'd of... gone into Essex prisons, yeah. um, Sweden, Holland, Australia. So the whole method has been shown all around the world. Um, from Essex, I was actually invited because we had a uh, 5.9 reoffending rate after six years in Essex. Yes which was absolutely amazing. And the governor of Doncaster Prison, which was John Biggin, OBE, he saw that I had something different. He'd seen a launch that I was in London launching Middle Temple Inn. And he said, let me come up and have a chat. And I literally drove up thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to move to Doncaster. So you, 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 you seize the opportunity. You, you, very much so. Very you set much up so. the foundation in May yes. 2013. You yes. launched it at the House of Commons House of in Commons, Westminster. Yes. And, um, and, and you became a registered charity that yes. year as well in September. Yeah. Now, that's no mean feat in itself. 
um, and demonstrates the commitment to, to to get this on a firm and formal footing as well. Yes. To to perhaps accelerate what you've been doing informally. Yes. Um, but but provide the structure behind that. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the research because so much research that I've done in Essex prisons and this is where the ministers Jeremy uh, Wright was getting involved to help me to actually bring me up to Doncaster. Mm. So all the ministers and Lord Anderton, everybody was very much helping me to bring the project up here so we could see you know could I do this in the south could I do this in the north what what would we need to do what would be different here and that's exactly what we did indeed and so up to Doncaster yeah and um and and you came up so what's happened since then well I went in in the September um 2013 and straight away uh, the teachers were talking about a particular prisoner who couldn't learn, couldn't read, was, you were never going to do anything with this man. And as soon as I heard that, that was me running onto the wings. <laughs> and I met Dow playing pool, and I'd walked on the wing, and the, and the staff were saying, is this you? Is you the woman that's going to help us? Because this guy's getting in so much trouble. Yeah. And so I started talking to him. I told him about myself. My son, who's my eldest one, is mildly dyslexic, but he's a barrister for the Home Office. My youngster with a head injury, and Dale just understood what I was talking about. Indeed. So, Dale, let's bring let's bring you in, if we if we may. Um, so, you'd been what's known as a revolving door prisoner, hadn't you? Yeah. Um, so, tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I've been in prison twenty three years. Yeah. And uh, the education department in the prisons in England to be honest they are pretty much the same it's only mainstream so the likes of me were learning difficulties I, I couldn't learn it was, they weren't learning there's nothing some of the prisons I was just going in the classroom and they'd give us a crossword and make us sit at the back of the class just as long as I was quiet so, yes. I, would, so I wouldn't interrupt any more prisoners so, like, so, so it was just keep you quiet shut you up yeah, yeah. so basically so what I started doing was refusing What's the point of going down there? So, yeah. so then I was getting punished. And I was getting sent down the block. And, and all sorts of trouble was happening and then like but And so and when you and you mentioned being in in and out of prison for twenty three years of your adult life and you've been in and out about forty times, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. And and the release is homeless all the time. Yeah. Most, most of the time the release is homeless, so I'll be So what I'll happens then you you, no, you need but, to eat, so what, yeah. what, what do you do? Well, you have to go and steal a sandwich. Right. Get caught, straight back into prison. And so when you met Jackie then, yeah. um, what was your immediate reaction? Um, well, she told us a bit about what she did and all that, and to come to the classroom the next day. So when I walked in the classroom, my God, it was miles different. It was things hanging off the roof, sandpits, toothpaste, water, crinkly paper everywhere. And I th- it reminded the nursery. That's what it reminded us of. And I thought, my God, I'd like to give it a go. Yeah. And I'm pleased I did. It's the best thing. It changed my life. So changed your life. You were released in yeah. 2014. Yeah. And, and you've been working with Jackie and with, with the Jackie foundation since then. Yeah. Yeah. So I've filled the prison. Um, I've never, at school, I never got any qualifications because I went to prison when I was 16. Um, I met Jackie in 2013, September. The 16th by Christmas of that year, I, I got my entry level one, two, and three in English. Yeah, then after Christmas, I went and done a, an MBQ level two in air warehouse management. 
So you'd never had any qualifications never whatsoever? Life, no. And, yeah. and now, and then when I got out of prison, I went to live with Jackie because, again, they released his homeless. Yeah. And uh, I went on to do a sports leadership course at um, Doncaster Rovers. So sports leadership with the Rovers. Yeah, yeah, and, brilliant. And Jackie put you up. Jackie gave yeah, you a yeah, place to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it's not only reading the writing she's learned, it's because I've spent so much time in prison, I've, I forgot how to live out here, you know? Yes. So she's up to learn how to manage my money, how to talk to people, you know, how to go shopping. Just yeah. simple things in life, you know? But... Simple things that lots of us take for very, granted, yes, but actually, yeah. and and this is and and this is it because you, as as you say, for many many people who can't read or yeah. can't write or are dyslexic, the uh, their education has left them quite vulnerable. Oh yes, well yeah. to this day, to, today a lot of people getting wrong because they're not going to education. Yeah, because they don't see the point. They're just sitting in the classroom for two hours doing crosswords. It's no good. And you achieved a milestone in your own life this year in April, didn't you, um, um, with, with the support yes. that you've had from Jackie and from Cascade. Um, longest time ever. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's the longest time I've been out in my adult life. Yeah. I've been out now uh, two and a half years. And, and, and that's a milestone in itself. And you've actually been fundraising for the charity as well. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to give something back, you know, and show my appreciation. Yes. You know, I know I'll never be able to... Uh, repair for what she's done but i'll help her in any way i can to what? achieve the goals but it's what what an incredible story and an incredible turnaround in in your life oh, as well yeah, yeah I'm, i feel miles different i feel i don't think the same as i used to i'm not i'm not as aggressive you know i, I actually understand about my disability because again i was 22 when i got diagnosed with dyslexia yes I, the doctor said you've got dyslexia that was it i didn't know I didn't know if it was in my elbow or my big toe or what. I didn't know, no. I, I didn't know anything about it. And so a, a, a huge change. And, and, and thank you for that, Dale. Let's, let's, yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's think then. What's the future? How, how can you scale up the, the work of Cascade and, um, and, and help more people like Dale and, um, and have an even bigger impact than you've had already, Jackie? Well, we've found a centre um in Doncaster and what we're trying to do is work in the community now so it is ex uh, prisoners it's uh, military anybody that has a learning difficulty we want to help we want to put them on courses we want them to look at their own business ideas anything to give them encouragement the fact that they can learn but it's all in a different way so at the moment we're working with funding i'm working with the council um, and everybody's interested because i did come out in the community last year and in eight weeks i got an ofsted grade two and in 16 weeks we had 28 learners and we had 67 learning outcomes 67 that, learning outcomes, outcomes in that time in that 16 weeks Remarkable, and people are saying we've never seen anything like this. So you, you've you've located a centre, yeah, a centre. Yeah. Um, so I want to help the homeless. I want to help children. I want. I don't want them to go into prison like that. We know that by the age of seven, like myself, that was when I started to to you know understand that I was different than anybody else in the classrooms. I was slower. I wasn't picking up everything, and I didn't understand why. So by seven, you see a problem. By 11, I was on psychiatrist at 11. Yes. You know, and we could see the same with Dow. You could see exactly how people's life. Yeah. There's a timeline. And you can actually see when it starts happening. 
And then this translates into the statistics where more than 70% of prisoners yes. and unemployed people um, in yeah. the community have dyslexia yeah. um, or other difficulties with learning. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and so, and, you, and as you're saying then, Jackie, we need yes. to... Need to start at the beginning. Start right at yeah. the beginning, yeah. I mean, we just had Walking With Wounded contacted us now because of a lot of the military men, and I was an army wife, so I knew exactly that, you know, there was over 50% of the men that I was working with then had learning difficulties like myself. So this is so a this problem is that's rife in, in the armed forces. Armed forces yeah. as well. It's everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere, and yeah. people are not understanding how to work with this, and what to do. And so for you then, as uh, now a, a former business person, yes. using perhaps your entrepreneurial skills and yes. uh, an attitude in, in terms of running this charity and yes. as chief exec of a charity, you have, of course, a team of trustees as well. Yes, I do, yes. Now, what are the challenges that you're trying to overcome to sort of scale up? To, to... It's the funding. Yeah. Um, because we was in the prison for two years, the change in the government where the CRC companies came in, so there was like 60, 70 companies had to come out of the prison and we were all waiting to go back in under a new fund, CRC. Yes. So while I came out, I started to look at, you know, the families, what I could do to help in the community, because we've now, you know, we found 53% of the people in Doncaster Prison had learning difficulties. But we also found, asking questions, we asked over 2,000 people the question, how many of your families had learning difficulties? We found 52% in Doncaster had families. Okay. So this is a huge issue that we've got to, you know, address with the families. Yes, indeed. So by being in the and community, it's a generational issue as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's huge. And so funding is the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is is what I'm finding You've because we've all had to come out. Yeah. Um, we've got a, I think we've got a project at the moment. It could be signed. It should be happening very soon, and that would be a three-year contract. So, so that would be a I'm contract. Here, yeah. yeah, I'll be here for another three years. I'm not coming anywhere. <laughs> so as soon as that's signed, you can talk then, about then it. But you probably can't about talk it. about it. Can't talk about it, right about it now. now. No. But also, we've been looking at different funders, um, okay. the Law Society, um, because we're looking at, you know, when Dow would go through the court system, now the frustration, the anger uh, of, of trying to talk to a judge who didn't know anything about learner difficulties. Mm. Um, so I've been working. I, I actually came to Sheffield Court. I actually helped a, a, a traveller with his work. I showed the judge and the QC his work. They couldn't believe that in January this guy had a, a, a reading age and writing age of four. And in literally from January to August, he was now writing three to 400-word essays. So the judge here, they couldn't, they just did not realise that people could do this that fast. Indeed. So it's working with all these different systems to help guys because Dow thought sometimes that he was signing his life away if he spoke to a yeah. solicitor. What what were they going to do with the jargon? He couldn't even read the letters. So Dow, yeah, just yeah, just turning back like to you, we, um, we we talked, I suppose, outside the studio about that and yeah. the feeling that um, that when you're signing a bit of paper. But you don't know what it's on. I didn't know what it was, no. I, I mean, I could have been signing for the gas chamber. I didn't know. It's, it must be terrifying. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. Right, right at the beginning, I mean, your life's in his hands. You, he, he's supposed to be keeping out of prison, but yeah. you, you haven't got a clue what's going on at the beginning. It's only because I'd went through it that many times, I'd started picking up things. Mm. So I knew a little bit about it, like. But it's horrendous, it's horrible. It's frightening. 
And so, and, and having seen from the inside, I mean, Jack has just given us statistics in terms of the number of people in Doncaster Prison who yeah. are dyslexic or, or have other, other uh, difficulties that uh, um, prevent learning. You've seen this. You'll 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 know fellow prisoners yeah. in exactly the same 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 boat. It must be uh, the case that you want. Um, you want them to benefit in the same yes, way as yes. you have, yeah, so, that, yeah. so that they can get off this sort of trend. Right. Well, we described it as a revolving door earlier. Yeah, to get them out of prison, just, yeah. you know, because there's so many lads in there suffering at the moment. It's really? it's horrendous. Yeah. It, honestly, it really but is. We it's also terrible. Know that there's so many homeless people in Doncaster. Yeah. So what what me and Dow are we going to try and do is go round very early in one of the mornings and start talking because Geordie knows them. Yeah. He knows so many. I mean, the other day we had a, a young lad setting, wasn't it, with a dog. Yeah. Um, he was being fed a sandwich, half for the dog, half for him. And, you know, and Geordie knew him, so we went straight up and I said, look, if I have this centre, would you come? And he said, well, if Geordie can do it, if Geordie can do it. So he is great for me by showing people what he's yeah. done and what he can do. Sure thing. So yeah. now we're trying to look at the homeless to, to, to work with these guys, isn't it, to yeah, teach them? So in effect, and then you're able to uh, um, run be uh, what some people, some listeners might might say, oh, you know, a, a cost to society, um, actually make a contribution to society as, as well in yeah. terms of prisoners who've spent their life in, in and out of, of prison. And there have been some innovative models in social enterprise and the public sector in terms of trying to move to new contracting methods mm. to help charities and social enterprises yes. and perhaps this is most relevant to you Jackie in mm. terms of looking at this um, in um, insofar as the payment by results model and social impact bonds have been trialled out in places yes. like Peterborough yes. and look yes. to be moved elsewhere as well this is what we're hoping for yeah this is this is why the uh, CRC company they want to bring me on so that I can go back into the prison, work with the prisoners, bring them out, and work on the outside. Yes. So that's why we're waiting for the, the CRC. We've been to ministers. We're begging people, please, you know, hurry up, because we really want to, to do this. But while we're working in the community, we now can work with families as well. Yeah. Yes, quite, quite. Well, what so, we're going to do is okay. we're going to uh, take a quick break for a quick track of music and then we'll return to, to all of our guests. This is Business Live on Sheffield Live um, and we'll, we're going to play John Lennon's track, Imagine. This is Sheffield Live. Begbie's Trainer is an independent business rescue and recovery specialist. If your business has financial challenges requiring professional insights and solutions, Begbie's Trainer can help. We provide advice designed to help people and companies deal successfully with debt and financial problems. And wherever possible, we will find the best solution that allows for active steps towards financial recovery. Begbie's Trainer is an independent business rescue and recovery specialist. We're committed to providing a rapid and responsive service based on in-depth experience, professionalism and independent specialist expertise. Contact our Sheffield office on 0114 285 9500 or visit begbiz-trainergroup.com. This is Business Live, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM and sheffieldlive.org with me, Jamie Veach. In the studio today, we've been talking with Jackie Hewitt-Main and Dale Easter. And Jackie and Dale have been talking about the Cascade Foundation and the work that they do with people in prison 
out of prison and people with dyslexia, head injury and learning difficulties. Now we'll return to, to Dale and to Jackie later on in the programme today, but I'm going to bring in our next guest right now. We also have in the studio with us RJ Endeavour. RJ, hello. Hello. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So I introduced you at the very start of the show as fitness guru turned tech wizard. Um, okay, is that that's a very fair generous. description? <laughs> it's pretty generous. So you uh, you had a career as a fitness instructor. Yeah, yeah, did you? And uh, and then you taught yourself how to code. Yeah, um, how it happened is um, back in 2012, I was a personal trainer. Um, I noticed, um, like I still notice today, there's so many people out there that are spending lots of money. They are um, devoting the time into personal fitness, going to gyms, and they don't really know what they're doing and they don't achieve the goals. And it's it, it's kind of sad. And um, certainly when I was training people, sometimes there's lots of things that you have to keep repeating because certain things that people are told in the media is very different to what is reality. Um, so I, I came up with an idea for a smart fitness application, and this was back in 2012. Um, and I went to the Princess Trust. I did their enterprise program, um, and I was funded by them and the Department for Business and Innovation and Skills. Yeah. Um, and how much did they fund you? Um, interrupt briefly. I, th- I think uh, all in all, because I got some th- from uh, somewhere else as well. I think I came away with about five k. Yeah. Which uh, anyone who's listening at the moment knows, software wise, I was heading for trouble. Um, but I didn't know anything. I was a personal trainer. I, I wasn't a techie. Um, so um, I went to the software developers. Uh, there was conflict on intellectual property rights. Uh, they weren't going to sign anything away for five grand, maybe two hundred and fifty grand, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing as small as that. Um, um, so I was I was pretty crushed. Uh, I thought I'd come up with a bit of a loophole where I could uh, hire in some freelancers and pay that way, and it'll be a lot cheaper because they haven't got massive buildings and whatnot. Um, and I sat with a few of them for weeks, um, but it it was very very difficult for them to translate health into math, um, mm-hmm. and it was lost in the user interface, and it just wasn't the product that I envisaged. So. the 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 whole concept was just starting to fall apart and um it was just by chance that i was um just on my personal computer one day and i saw uh, an advert on youtube for um an educational technology company in, in the united states and what they did is they offered me a free trial to learn how to code and i thought what the hell let's have a go um and then I don't know, it just seemed to sink in. Uh, I just seen something that I created on a screen. I mean, it was nothing fancy or anything, but it was um, it was extraordinary. Because I, I, I was very much, you know, I've always been a very sporty person. Uh, and to anything to do with computers, I could probably do email and, and surf the web, but that was about it. So to do something like that, I just, suddenly just got bit by the bug. So that's quite remarkable. You you have this idea, which is born from your experience as a as a fitness professional. Yeah. That was how you you know that that was your job. That was that was your what you did. You have this idea. You can clearly see there's a gap. So you try and um, set up a business. You get frustrated because of intellectual property uh, difficulties in yeah. terms of finding someone to build it for you. You try going down the uh, the route in terms of professional firms. You try and get freelancers yeah. to do it. Nothing works, and you think. 
oh, well, I'm not going to give up. I'll teach myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing else to lose that. at that point. Yeah. Um, I suppose that is just one aspect of my car- character that you know I, I chuck myself in the deep end, and I um, I have been accused when I was when I was little that I was spoiled, and I always got what I wanted. And that's, I think when I've got older, um, I very much realised that I can still have what I want as long as I'm willing to work for it. Um, so I'm, I suppose I could stay. I'm still spoiled, but you know I'm I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, to, um, You're trying to spoil yourself. Yeah, I, I suppose I'm just trying to. I've got that envisaged sort of idea, and I'm trying to just um, go out there and make it happen. Because you know, you you'll turn around one day and you'll be so many years old, and you'll look back and think, "What if I would have just done that?" You know, maybe if I would have had a go, maybe maybe I would have, it would have happened. Sure thing. Okay, so you see an advert for a, a course into le- learn how to code. Yeah. You, you were bitten, as you say, by the bug. Yeah. So people will have seen online coding courses. Yeah. The quality then is is um, well, it's worked for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very very much a visual learner. Right. Um, and um, some of the courses are very visual based. Um, I mean, I did actually get a big book from W. H. Smith uh, to learn how to code, and it, it just didn't work for me. Mm. So that's when I, I took like a duck to water to the sort of visual aspects. Um, but it has took a lot of time, and I haven't just learned, you know, sort of web development and things like that. I've gone on to sort of app development, which is a lot more difficult. It certainly took me to the brink of my intellectual ability, but... Um, it, it's very much you just it's problem solving you have to sit there and think how to do it um, and if you've got the patience and the determination watching something build from literally nothing it's quite it's quite um, enjoyable in the end and so where are you now then with, with, with what you've built um, well um, I very much uh, have the capabilities to build what I wanted to build now um, but to a much greater extent um, where it would absolutely cost an enormous amount of money so many zeros I don't even think I know the number Um, so I'm definitely in a stronger position now where I can build what I want and in the future as technology grows as long as I keep myself um, up to date with latest tech then I can keep my product up to latest tech Um, and uh, so what's happened lately is uh, which is really um great is uh, i've just got myself onto a growth accelerator program i can't actually say which one at the moment because they're uh, they're just going out it's just going out in the press and they wanted mm-hmm. me just to wait but uh, i just want to say that i have got onto one um so i'm be working with uh, some sort of tech experts marketing experts um which would be really really good for the business uh, plug any sort of gaps in my knowledge that i don't have um and i think definitely marketing is the one i'd be really interested in uh, because it's competing with the big boys Indeed, and then you've been um, you've you've been going to events and, yep. and meeting people and yep. and uh, pulling in support uh, and asking essentially people more experienced to mentor you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've had quite a few mentors uh, when I was with the trust. They introduced me to a couple of people who are quite wealthy, and I picked up a lot of techniques uh, from them marketing wise. And I, I've always, when Business Link used to be around in uh, in South Yorkshire, I always found myself going onto those courses and learning little things here and there. Um, but yeah, going on latest events, um, I've really started to make some really good contacts. Um, and I didn't think that local sports professionals would be the route that I would be going down now. But I've um, I've met a couple, and uh, one in particular seems really interested. So I'm going to try and uh, convince him to uh, to endorse it. Which we've had the conversation. He just wants to uh, get on the prototype and see what he thinks. Um, and with that going in with the Olympics, and with it going in with the um, with the accelerator as well that will start in sort of six weeks time um, 
I'm uh, looking forward to the valuation of the company in, say, maybe 12 months. It would be very, very interesting to see how far I can take this. So it's a case of watch this space. Exciting things are happening. Well, um, from my own personal experience, uh, I don't think there's anything like this uh, that I've uh, been able to build my experience in fitness and being able to be a programmer as well. Um, I'm able to sit there and... um, build the perfect product because I'm literally testing it on myself all the time, testing it on people that I know all the time. Um, But then I've got the programming ability to uh, constantly alter it and it's not costing me anything other than my own labour, whereas probably a rival company would probably have to... I mean, you've looked at, um, for example, the last sort of seasons of uh, Dragon's Den and Apprentice that I've got an app idea, can I have 250 grand for a prototype? I haven't got that problem. So I do feel that... um, it could be something special, but I've got to get it right with the marketing and uh, get the right sort of tech experts in that can just um, improve improve what I've done so far. So in terms of the success for getting onto the Accelerator program, mm. um, and previously you, you'd applied to the Prince's Trust and you'd had some funding from them and elsewhere, what is it about you that uh, made you... Um, backable um i i look back to um when i had to do what i think it was the second panel with the princess trust before they sort of gave me the funding um and um they did approach me afterwards and say they were very very impressed but it it always seems to be the same thing that i hear all the time Uh, and they're all negative things that i hear from people uh but one of the positives that comes through all the time is people just say my positivity my enthusiasm is uh, electric and it's that sort of can-do attitude um but what i have found is is that it only takes you so far and one thing that i think is absolutely crucial to my business is uh, credibility and certainly getting on an accelerator now in just a couple of networking events I've been on the last few days since I found out um, when I've been talking to people there have been certain people just walking about and you can tell as soon as they hear accelerator they sort of just come into the conversation and go and introduce themselves so it's that credibility now that maybe people start to take it a little bit more seriously um, because the Prince's Trust was a few years ago so I was due uh, another endorsement of some kind Yes, great. But that actually is perhaps a great lesson for people, whether they're looking at getting onto an accelerator programme or whether they're looking at uh, Prince's Trust in, in terms of businesses. Yeah. Okay, good. So you're listening to Business Live, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM and SheffieldLive.org. Let's take a quick break for another track of music. This one has been chosen by our earlier guest, Jackie, and uh, it's, uh, the track is from the film Twilight. It's Bella's Lullaby. This is Business Live, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM and SheffieldLive.org. Business Live is Sheffield Live's weekly business and social enterprise programme. And if there's something that you think we should be covering, then you can get in touch with the show. All you need to do is email jamie at SheffieldLive.org or send a text message to me, 07904-272-200. You can find us on Twitter, Sheffield Live and Jamie Veach as well. And whether you're starting, running a business or a social enterprise, whether you're an employer, whether you're self-employed, we're always really keen to hear from you. So do get in touch. Now, on the programme today, you've just heard a track of music which was chosen by one of our studio guests today, Jackie Hewitt-Main, founder and chief exec of the Cascade Foundation. And that was Bella's Lullaby from Twilight. So, Jackie, thank you for that. 
Big Twilight fan. Big fan, indeed. <laughs> and we'll return to, to talking with you in a moment. We, we've been talking with RJ Endeavour, um, fitness app and self-taught coder. So uh, quite remarkable that. Now, the app is uh, set for acceleration, thanks to an accelerator program. Yep. Um, we've talked about the lessons that you've learned in this process, RJ, mm. and, um, and actually being resilient and tenacious and, and, and not giving up with your idea. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the key. I think um, for me, it's twofold. I think sometimes you, you know if you've got a good idea or not, um, but you need to be able to separate your emotions from uh, what you think to what is reality. But if you really do believe and all the evidence is suggesting that you have got something, never give up. But also, if you come to the conclusion that you perhaps maybe need to just throw in the towel on that particular idea, that's not a bad thing either. And I'm sure you'll come up with something else um, and, and drive that forward. But of course, don't just keep plugging away at something that's never going to work just for the sake of it. That's uh, that that's sage advice. And sometimes you need a third party to uh, to actually help you to question some of your assumptions in Absolutely. an idea, yeah. um, to pull apart your assumptions, and uh, and that might make your idea stronger. Yeah. Or it sometimes might say, well, actually, this is one way you, you, you need to look at doing it in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've definitely found, uh, and I think a lot of the, my mentors in the past um, have torn their hair out because I've been very emotional with my branding, with my ideas in the past. Um, but there's, there's some things that I still stand by that I got right. And I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, you need to recognize that if um, if everything was so simple, everyone would be doing it. So maybe you have got that new idea as well. So it, it, you, it really is a test of your character whether are you, you know, have you got the great idea uh, or haven't you? And the only way you're going to find out is have a go. Okay, super. Thank you. And um, um, your app as, as well, it's yeah. born from your own experience in fitness yeah. um, and, um, and what you think is missing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the whole concept is based uh, around it being intelligence. So the app is called Intelligence for Fitness. Yeah. Um, and the unique ability about it is that I have been able to code in this smart technology um, where no matter you know what your goal is it will be able to calculate what calories um you need individually and what exercises are best for you um and the beauty of it is the more that you use it the smarter it will get and the possibilities are endless i'm already i mean i've already got the blueprints up to version 15 so i'm years in front um from where i can take it. i've got lots of ideas lots of big companies i'd like to speak to it's actually a lot of big companies that are reaching out to projects like this as well which is very exciting i'm sure the people on the accelerating team are going to be uh, already got people lined up and some big contacts so um yeah watch this space well we look forward to hearing more and people uh, listeners who are in, in in interested in the business of sport or in sport or in training themselves um will they have a chance to uh, to, to get involved will absolutely be beta testing um, or? yeah absolutely i mean this is the beauty of what i'm trying to achieve is um because i'm essentially the ceo and i'm the programmer as well um it, it it means that the business has got a very lean model and um, people can talk to me directly and I can say, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll put that feature into it. Um, so it's for me at this moment in time, um, we're going to be doing crowdfunding later on in the year just purely for a marketing budget because uh, we don't need 
budget for development uh, but marketing does look like that will be an issue um, so we're going to need a, a big marketing budget and we want to get people involved um, what what features do you want we'll put them in there um, so how can people get in touch with you yeah sure so um, I've just set up a, uh, an email uh, for people to start getting in touch um, it is uh, get involved that's all one word at intelligenceforfitness.com and that's a number four uh, in between intelligence and fitness right. and you're on twitter as well yeah um, on twitter uh, you can get in touch uh, via the um, account intel for fitness um, or intelligence for fitness i'm sure you'll find it super so rj endeavor talking about um, nascent business intelligence for fit fitness we um, we look forward to hearing more about your journey and your acceleration and thank you very much indeed for joining us in the studio well, it's today. been a pleasure thank you very much and let's turn back now to Jackie and to, to Dale. Um, it's been a fascinating discussion with you today. You. We've talked about your business history, your entrepreneurial history, and using your entrepreneurial skills yes. then to, to drive the charity forward that yes. you're now running, the chief executive yeah. and uh, of the, the Cascade yeah. Foundation. So I, I deliver all the programmes, I write them, I design them, I create them, I produce all my own videos to go with the courses. So it, it, it's everything I do, like yourself, everything is, is my baby, my, my concept, so yes. Indeed. Now, um, in the, with part of what we talked about in terms of why there's a need for doing what you do is people falling through the gaps in the education net yes. if you like particularly people who are dyslexic yes. people with head injuries or people with other um, difficulties that are preventing them from learning yeah. um, and you yourself said Jackie you started and run many businesses yeah. before the age of 40 yeah absolutely and that was partly because you couldn't really get a job as an employee no, I, well I would I would go into a company but then I'd have to redesign it yeah because I could see all the problems I and I, so in the end I'd have to sort of work if I went into a training provider so I would go in and train all the courses train the staff because I realized before you could move forward you had to train everybody so it was it was hard work. I mean, that's why they brought me into as consultants. Yes. And I would go up and down all around um, Essex, all around London. And that's where I was coming up to Leeds in 2005 and six, um, and looking at the training providers, what they were missing. So I was putting nutrition in and talking about, you know, what foods we need to eat. So this is funny where we've met up um, with RJ. We've, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've really clicked with what, you know, what we've been doing. Um, so that's how I sort of started. Okay. And, and when you were diagnosed with dyslexia at the yeah, age of 40... 40, yeah, horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous, because then you're statemented, and then you're told, OK, we're now going to sit back, and we're going to go, and we're going to learn you how to read and write. And it was like, hold on a minute, you've been doing this for 40 years. You, you haven't done it. So that's why I looked at multi-intelligences, because me and my son, who's a barrister, you know, verbal intelligent, easy for us. But we couldn't do the test, so me and my son have both come up. We've been told we're low IQ. So we've been statemented. Your told son you're is low a barrister. IQ. My son's a barrister. <laughs> and he's told he's got a low IQ. Yeah. So we know that there's something very wrong with all this system. Um, and this is what, you know, we go out and, and we talk and, and we start showing people that they too can learn. Yeah. Um, and changing their ideas of businesses. They look at what they can do. And, and, and as Dale was saying as well, the education that is provided in prisons just yeah. really hasn't 
hadn't been doing anything for you in no. terms of it's preventing you from going out when you're released and reoffending, um, and addressing your difficulties and at the time your literacy problems, which, yes, which yes. obviously Jackie has addressed. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it just wasn't fit. <laughs> not not fit one whatsoever for people like myself with dyslexia or anything. No, no. And and um, I suppose one note to end on then um, mm-hmm. is the whole business support service because yes. business advisors yes. um, or funders even, but certainly yeah. business advisors um, who are trying to help people create jobs, help yeah. people create businesses or go into self-employment. Can they yes. deal adequately with people with dyslexia? And if not, what should, should they, they do? do? What yeah. do they need to well, do? Well, this is where last year when I was doing working with the job centre, and there were so many people, as I say, 28 people came to me, and I'm going to say at least 10 of them were dyslexic. And, and they had all these great business ideas, you know, great entrepreneurs, but because they couldn't use the computers because they didn't know how to use computers, going back to the job centre, they were told they now had to, you know, work on computers, they couldn't do it. So it was like addressing, you have to address the learning difficulty, you have to understand the characteristics then you understand how good you are. And this is where multi-intelligence, NLP, I use 13, 14 hours of learning with somebody straight away. And from then, then we can just race them through everything. Lovely. Mm -hmm. So, and on that note then, Jackie, people who are interested and want to get in touch with you and find out more about the work of Cascade Foundation, support you, work with you, enter into contracts with the the foundation and so on. How do they get in touch? (laughs) Website, you've got the website, which is the cascadefoundation.org, but also you can come through personally to me. I I really want people to come to me. So it's JackieHM2003 at yahoo.com. And on Twitter, it's Cascade Main. So anybody that wants to volunteer, anybody that wants to help, please come forward. We need all the help we can. Doncaster is going to be the flagship. This is really, the, I've got the whole model now, just the beginning, and we can then take it around the whole country. And it's not just in this country. Because I've been to Sweden, Holland, Australia, we know, I've done international talks, all the, all the um, lectures, we know this is a huge, huge world problem. It, indeed it is. So. Please. Well, absolutely fascinating stuff. Thank um, you. You're clearly addressing this problem. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in. Jackie Hewitt Main of the Cascade you. Foundation, Dale Easter as well. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, brilliant to hear your stories. And, um, and, and we'll be back, Business Live will be back next week. But all the best with, with, with the work. And thank listeners you. can get in touch with you. And also, of course, with RJ as well, as we said earlier. So that's it for today's episode of Business Live. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll be back on air next Friday from 9am through to 10am. But don't go away now because next up on Sheffield Live is our fantastic folk music show. Thank goodness it's folk. That's on from 10am all the way through to noon. So tune in to that. My name's Jamie Veach. You can get in touch with this programme. Email jamie at sheffieldlive.org or send a text 07904 272 200. Sangeeta has been in the studio today as our sound engineer. My thanks to her. My thanks to you for listening and to all of our guests. We're going to play out with a quick track of music. This is Dirty Paws of Monsters and Men. <laughs>